Cancer Survivor urges all to take part in the Great Pink Run. Article by Suzanne Pender. A Carlo woman is urging all to join the Pink Tribe by taking part in the virtual Great Pink Run supporting vital breast cancer research. Natalie Moore, aged 45 from Bagnallstown, attended the national launch of the event recently and is keen to encourage participants to run, walk or jog over the weekend of the 16th to the 17th of October, supporting Breast Cancer Ireland's pioneering research and awareness programmes nationally. Natalie knows more than most the importance of awareness and research, not just through her profession as a cancer care nurse at University Hospital Waterford, but also as a survivor of breast cancer. Five years ago, Natalie was applying fake tan one night when she noticed a lump on her left breast. A mature nursing student at WIT, she assumed it to be hormonal and admits that while waiting for her GP appointment, she was in complete denial that this was something that could happen to her. In September 2016, at just 39 years of age, Natalie went for her manual exam, quite confident everything would be okay. However, everything changed on that day, and when a mammogram was done, followed by a biopsy the next day, she knew the news wasn't going to be good. Natalie explains that everything happened so quickly, with her surgery immediately scheduled. She underwent two lumpectomies, as the first one had gone outside the margins, and faced a really upsetting moment when she was told her cancer had gone from DCIS to grade 1. She says that waiting on sample test results to confirm whether she needed chemotherapy or not was probably the hardest. Those weeks waiting meant all kinds of possibilities and thoughts ran through my head, recalls Natalie. It was confirmed that she would need to have chemotherapy followed by radiotherapy. A resilient Natalie had completed her college exams before Christmas. She took a year out that January to proceed with her treatment, starting with chemotherapy in April, followed by radiotherapy in June. I found the mental side the worst of it. There were quite a few tears, and I don't know what I would have done without the support of family and friends. I couldn't have done it without them, said Natalie, praising the support of her daughter Kira, age 17, her partner Joe Murphy, her mother Fran Moore, and lifelong friend Dorothy Monaghan. They carried me through everything, adds Natalie. Natalie describes the whole treatment and experience as being similar to her body being assaulted. Between the loss of hair, the toll the treatment took on her, and the scars left behind, both physically and emotionally. She wasn't expecting to lose her hair so quickly, yet, within ten days of treatment, it started to fall out. To take back some control, she went with Fran and Kira to have her head shaved and fitted for a wig. Natalie says her scar is the hardest part she must live with now, but realises it will take time to heal. As a woman who loved her highlights, fake tan and being glam, this whole ordeal felt very difficult for her as a woman. For a long time the motivation wasn't there, I lost interest. I was really in a slump. But I wanted to be there for my daughter and I wanted to qualify as a nurse. That was something I always had an interest in, explains Natalie. The fatigue was the hardest to lift for me, and I found that only within the last six months has it fully lifted, she adds. An inspiring Natalie later returned to college, completed her nursing degree, and is now working as a cancer care nurse in the oncology department at Waterford University Hospital. 
she has found that she is able to disconnect herself and her experience when treating patients, yet as a result of her experience, she is able to reassure certain patients who are currently going through it. I love being able to help people. It's the little things like maybe offering them a bit of fake tan, helping women shave their head, or little things that give them a lift, she says. It's so important, it can have a huge effect on people. Natalie is noticing a lot of younger women on her wards with symptoms that have gone too far and bravely decided to tell her story to help create awareness, while she adds that some men are also presenting with breast cancer. The Great Pink Run was held virtually last year, raising almost €1 million, with the now global event welcoming participants from more than 10 countries. It's an entirely inclusive initiative aimed at casual strollers, keen walkers, joggers and seasoned runners alike that's open to families, groups and solo participants who are encouraged to log either 5k or 10k or more over the course of the event. Registration is open on www.greatpinkrun.ie and people are urged to enter early to ensure that participation packs and the much sought after pink t-shirts arrive in plenty of time for the event. Yeah, I've signed up the whole family and everyone I know is, concludes Natalie. Psychiatric nurses graduate with honours from Waterford IT. Article by Michael Tracy. Tributes were paid to Carlo Psychiatric Nursing graduates who recently completed their honours degrees at Waterford Institute of Technology. Four years of study at WIT featuring 80 weeks of clinical placement in the HSE Southeast Community Healthcare Mental Health Services was marked in five small ceremonies across the region this week for 50 graduates of WIT's BSc Honours in Psychiatric Nursing. Concluding their fourth year of the course and a 36-week continuous internship with HSE Southeast Community Healthcare, SCCH, eight students were presented with their qualifications at St. Timpanis Hospital in Carlow. The students were Leah Brownrigg, Cora Byrne, Hannah Dodd, Sarah Evans, James Collins-Hughes, Emma Kenny, Neve McWay and Sarah Miller. Twelve students were presented with their qualifications at the Old Church on the ground of St. Otterin's Hospital, Waterford, and similar ceremonies were hosted for 11 students at the Wexford Mental Health Services offices in Enniscorthy, 10 at St. Canis's Hospital, Kilkenny, and 9 at St. Luke's Hospital, Clonmel. Having begun in September 2017 and on completion of their training in the HSE in the coming weeks, the 50 participants will register with the Nursing and Midwifery Board of Ireland as psychiatric nurses. Congratulating all concerned, David Heffernan, Head of Service Mental Health HSE SECH, said, This group of graduates have continued their training during the unprecedented times of pandemic and they have contributed enormously to delivering the highest possible standards of care in mental health services throughout counties Carlow, Kilkenny, South Tipperary, Waterford and Wexford in that time. They have both our sincere appreciation and admiration for their commitment. Psychiatric mental nursing is a specialist field within the healthcare profession. It involves an interpersonal caring process which acknowledges the uniqueness of each person. The psychiatric nurse is concerned with the promotion of mental health, the prevention of mental illness and the provision of care to those with mental health problems. 
The ceremonies in Carlo Kilkenny and Clonmel were attended by SECH's Carlo Kilkenny South Tipperary Mental Health Services Area Director of Nursing Anne Buggy and Nurse Practice Development Coordinator Irene Ryan. In addition to the respective clinical placement coordinators, Emer O'Donnell, South Tipperary, Claire Fitzgerald Kilkenny and Helen Heffernan of Carlow. New era for Knockbeg as stunning €10 million Euro renovation officially opened. Article by Carmel Hayes. Knockbeg College marked a magnificent milestone in its rich history with the official opening of a €10 million Euro renovation and extension. Students, parents and staff, both past and present, were among the crowds that gathered in glorious sunshine on Friday the 10th of September as they celebrated a momentous day in the school's 200-year history. As he officially opened the extended college, past pupil and Leashoffily TD Charlie Flanagan said, I am in admiration at the splendour of the work that has been done and I want to add my congratulations to the various teams who played their part in this wonderful project. Old and new met seamlessly in a remarkable transformation where 21st century facilities blend with 19th century stately architecture to create a beautiful campus ready to serve future generations of knockbeg pupils. When the Board of Management received the green light for the renovation four years ago, it was decided to retain the original knockbeg house and sister house together with a classroom block designed by famed architect Sam Stevenson in 1963. The task of preserving the elegance of the old school while also developing a state-of-the-art campus fell to Blewett and O'Donoghue architects who specialise in sensitive renovation of historic buildings to meet modern needs. The impressive results were widely admired at the joyful outdoor ceremony officiated by teacher Jarlett Bulger, where the campus was blessed by Bishop Dennis Nulty. Knockbeg is still a diocesan college and is under the patronage of the Bishop of Kildare in Lachlan. Deputy Flanagan, who is current president of the Past Pupils Union, said he was very proud of his Knockbeg roots and felt honoured and delighted to perform the official opening on such an historic occasion. In a speech that recalled his own close personal connection with Knockbeg, where his mother's home was an adjoining farm, Deputy Flanagan reserved his closing words for current pupils, especially those who have just entered first year. He said, May you enjoy your time here and know that many of the friends you make here are likely to be your friends for life. As a student of Knockbeg, your future options are without limits in terms of opportunity and success. Principal Michael Carew said the regeneration project has revitalised the school and the finished work is a joy to behold. That is the envy of many schools far and wide. He said, The view as you drive down the avenue is breathtaking. The front building and original knockbeg house has been restored to its former glory. The 1960s block formerly known as Siberia is apparently too warm now, but it does look like it belongs exactly where it is. During tributes to everyone who helped bring the renovation to fruition, Mr Carew especially thanked Bishop Nulty, Board of Management Chairman Father John Dunphy and Deputy Flanagan, who moved mountains to get the project started. There were memorable and moving moments, particularly during the closing hymn, exquisitely performed by Donna Roach. And when the sound of bells echoed across the idyllic campus, 
with a ceremonial bell ringing by former Knockbeg principals John Curtis and Cyril Hughes, together with past pupil and present teacher Chris Conway. The new extension covers the entire old farmyard area and includes a gym, a sports hall, two ASD units with sensory rooms and gardens, a new canteen, music room and a new three-storey block that overlooks the River Barrow where generations of Knockbeg pupils swam. Outside, four new basketball and tennis courts have been added to the four existing football pitches. Where generations of boarders once slept under the rafters of Knockbeg House, the dormitories have been turned into classrooms, science labs, a library and a study hall. The corridors are lined with photographs of past pupils and a pictorial record of the college's countless academic and sporting achievements that will no doubt be augmented by the generations still to come. The Prez says Willkommen to Embassy Dignitary, article by Suzanne Pender. Presentation College Carlo extended a warm Willkommen to Robert Henneberg from the German Embassy last week, his visit giving the students a wonderful opportunity to practice their German and enhance their language skills. The visit was arranged by Presentation College teacher Una Byrne in her role as President of the German Teachers Association of Ireland, the GDI. Ms Byrne recently met Robert Henneberg from the German Embassy and invited Robert to come to Carlo to meet students from Presentation College and other schools if possible. She was delighted to welcome him to Carlo last week and facilitate his visit to St Mary's CBS, St Leo's College, Presentation College and Gaelchalosh de Carloch. All four schools participated in a German public speaking event organised by the GDI in September 2019. At that time, students and German teachers from all four schools met in Presentation College for the final, which was attended by the then Ambassador, Her Excellency Deke Potzel, as well as representatives from the Goethe Institute. Robert speaks several languages, including Irish, which he began to learn while on Erasmus in France. He also has vast experience of the Irish education system, having worked as a foreign language assistant in Wexford and taught at and managed German summer camps. Robert was welcomed to Presentation College Carlo by the senior management team and he presented Una with some wonderful resources for the school library. He then met a group of second-year students who all introduced themselves in German and, despite the masks, were able to understand Robert, who also introduced himself in German. The students showed him their Dream House room posters, which had been done as part of homework, while Robert also answered various questions, in particular about language learning. He explained that all languages have challenges, even English, with its strange spellings and pronunciations, such as T-W-O, T-O-O or T-O, or T-H-R-U-G-H, R-O-U-G-H, B-O-U-G-H, all very confusing for a German. Robert also met a group of sixth-year students who were interested in methods of achieving fluency and job opportunities. The students discovered that there are many opportunities, both in Germany and in Ireland, for people with or without degrees who have German, while students were encouraged to speak German at every opportunity and to keep practising. Robert advised that it is better to speak and make mistakes than not to speak at all. The students were fascinated that Robert spoke Irish. 
while there is a network of Irish speakers in Berlin, along with a strong GAA club, as well as a German GAA team, with Robert playing on both teams. As the German national holiday will be celebrated on the 3rd of October and the European Day of Languages is held on the 26th of September, this was a wonderful opportunity for students to be reminded of the importance of language learning and the increased opportunities in life for those who speak several languages, said Una. We would like to thank the German Embassy for valuing the importance of the young learners of German and French by supporting them with the interesting and educational visit and the gift of books. We wish them all the best as they prepare for the German Unity Day on the 3rd of October and the upcoming visit of the German President to Ireland, she added.